the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour with your hosts, Joe Bob and A.J. Apple. Touchdown! Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me as usual, my co-host, AJ Appegarth. What's up, man? No? <laughs> Nothing? Thanks, man. Yes, ready to, uh, ready to talk some football, have ourselves a good day, good night, whatever. Did, did AJ just freeze on me? I think AJ's now having it. Did you, there we go. Did he, now, now he's now he's back. Now he's back. Great start to the show. Slow, awesome. Sometimes. All right. Anyway, let, let's uh let, let's try this again. Uh, so I did hear you, so we're good. Um, so tonight we are going to be continuing our debates of the positional players, and tonight we're going to be doing the receivers. Um, we've covered quarterbacks and running backs so far. Now we're on to the receivers. Looking forward to the show big time. We've got some good guests here lined up. But uh, before we get into all that, just want to remind everybody to hit those subscribe buttons, hit those like buttons, um, leave comments. We appreciate it. Uh, we, we love we love every single one of you that, that can help out. Um, and, of course, go over to fantasysixpack.net and become an all-access member you're going to get access to our award-winning rankings. I was just awarded the number two accurate ranker for last year's draft. I've been top five twice in season. We've had uh, a couple top 12 finishes before for draft rankings. We've had multiple. Like, we've got we've got tons of accurate ranker uh, finishes there for football. For football. Uh, of course, our baseball rankings are, are very good as well. We've got DFS, betting projections, our custom advice that you can have over on our discord as well. And we're going to have some baller DFS content. We just brought on Chris Robin. You guys might know him as Detroit beastie. I am super stoked to have him uh, join us. So that is going to be awesome as well. You're going to want to join uh, anything just for that. Um, so spend a little money to, to make a little money, right? That's how it works, right? So go over to fantasy6back.net slash plans. Use promo code F6PNFL to save 15%. And last thing, guys, if you haven't done it yet, jump over to Fantrax and create your fantasy football leagues. If you need a little more customization, that is free, by the way. We know those sites that have a lot of customizations that are not free. Fantrax got it, and it is free. And uh, I love them for baseball. I also like them for football. And so jump over there, create your leagues, and uh, you will not regret it. Fantrax.com slash fantasy six pack. That's where it's at. So without further ado, let's bring on our guest, Mr. Pat Fitzmorris, friend of the show from Fantasy Pros, one of the uh, senior writers over there. What's going on, man? Hey, thanks for having me, Joe. Stop doing so damn well in the uh, rankings contest. <laughs> you're uh, you're you're making it tough on me. Man. You still have a number one finish, and I don't. So you cannot talk. I was so you're... close. Was Waz messaged me and was like, "Oh, look at us!" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" I had no idea. It hadn't been released yet. And he goes, and he sent me the 
the screenshot and I was like, are you kidding me? I'm number two. <laughs> like, damn it. I'm so, I've never been, I've never been number two. I've, I've been five and three in the in season before. But the fact that you get so close and you're like, Oh, you got like, it. Demol- he demolished everybody. So I had like, I don't even know what the actual like spread was between me and him. He demolished everybody, though. Kudos yeah, to Waz, man. You, you got to be, you got to be happy with them. I am, two, I am. Out of two hundred plus range. I know the field has grown significantly finish. since I even got five and three those couple of years behind, like you and um, Jeff Ratcliffe and 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 those guys, like and everybody else included, obviously. But like, yeah, the field has ballooned, and I'm like, holy crap! Like to get number two was, I don't usually do as well with the draft ranking, so to get up there was was means whatever i did last year i changed my whole method because i was like whatever i was doing before is not working i need to try something new clearly worked so um yeah very very happy but you did what you, you were like top 20 right yeah still 20 solid dude i mean like right, you thanks, count the dude. percentages of that now like yeah you know, like i'm i finished in the in season like 12 and 15 the last couple of years as the field has grown i've dropped from like three to five to 12 to 15 or 15 to 12 or whatever it is like the percent that I'm like the percentage of like finish that I'm now in, it's still relatively the same when you think about it. It's just the number feels off, you know, it's like, Oh man, but yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> but uh, thank you for coming on, man. And let's bring on our next guest here. Garrett ball fantasy six pack writer also helps, helps us out big time on the discord. He's kind of the man behind the scenes. there, making things run. So, uh, Happy to have you on, man. Garrett, how are you doing tonight? Oh, not doing too bad. Uh, just happy to be on and talking some football. Awesome, man. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to do our – I'm a little out of practice with this still, it seems like. So we're going to do our – two weeks off, man. Come on. We took, we took like six weeks off. What are you talking about? No, you <laughs> took like four. And then you took two. <laughs> yeah, I, I can do simple math, but okay, apparently not. All right, let's do beer of the week. Mm, beer, mm, beer. Oh, they changed the buttons on me. Oh, way to go! There's, there's no more checkbox. Apparently, it's like a loop track button that I didn't realize was there. Yeah, just adding on to that great start. Yeah, yeah, awesome. All right, um, Garrett, I know you're not exactly drinking, you know, what we're drinking, but what you got, man? So I've got a Boylan Bottling Company uh, cream soda. Uh, it's pretty daggum solid. I gotta add, like I'm, I'm more of a craft soda slash sweet tea connoisseur uh, than anything else. Um, so if there's a soda out there, I've probably tried it. Uh, as far as like the the major brands, uh, but some of the craft sodas as well, pretty fantastic. If you do try Boylan's, I would recommend doing the Black Cherry because that is by far All my right. favorite. All right, all right. Nice. All right. Cool. Pat, what you got, man? I'm drinking a zombie dust. It's an IPA by Three Floyds Brewing in Munster, Indiana. It's a, uh, yeah, I mean, I got to say, it's probably my favorite IPA. Yeah, um, it's a good one. Yeah, Three uh, Floyds does good stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Have you had the Dark Lord? I've not had the Dark Lord. AJ, what it's it's an IPA or something else? No, it's like a it's like a whole production that they do yearly. My friend is from Indiana, and 
Um, he's been uh, kind enough to get me a couple of them um, through, I think the first one, he went there to Dark Lord Day. They do it like every May. Oh, is it um, like and it's urban barrel stuff kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Uh, hmm. They have different variants and stuff that you can buy and whatnot, but he loves everything Three Floyds. He got me in into them and like into the zombie dust. I agree. It's a very solid, like easy drinking, <laughs> scary almost uh, <laughs> to a point, but it's it's delicious. Yeah, it's and, good. I mean, it won't. It's it's got it's hoppy, but it won't like melt your face off with hoppiness. <laughs> exactly. Know? Yeah. But and, the, and with the that Dark being Lord said, is, AJ can... probably is drinking one that will melt your face off. What you got, man? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, this one is from uh, Victory Brewing Co., uh, fairly local, uh, the town that I went to high school in, they started out in. This is a limited release called Full Saturation. It's a double IPA with experimental hops. Don't really know what that means, but there's a, a hop. It means you don't know what you're drinking. And uh, notes of passion fruit and peach, which I don't know if I really get. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're there. It's good though. You just got to think about it. You're like, oh, there it <laughs> yeah. Is. Exactly. It's like, what am I thinking? Yet? Oh yeah. He doesn't care. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Most All right. <laughs> so I am drinking a true respite. Uh, it's fifth anniversary IPA. Eight and eight point seven percenter here. Um, they give they obviously they do these every year. Uh, they do you know second, third, fourth I, anniversary IPAs. I happened to catch this one a couple months ago and. Stash it in my fridge just for these shows. So, uh, cheers, fellas. All right, cheers. And let's get rolling. So, again, we are going to be talking some wide receivers, a little debate action. And so, what we're going to do here, we're going to present to you a couple of receivers, sometimes maybe more, and tell and let you pick who would you rather have. And you can choose, you know, multiple factors, right? ADP comes into play, you know, team composition for their own team, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, we're going to start off here right away. And Pat, we'll start with you right top of the board here. Cooper cup versus Tyreek Hill. Now Cooper cup overall ADP right now is 5.2. Now we're using sleepers, half PPR ADP that came out on the 13th. That's the last time that we've got an update from them. Wide receiver three, Tyreek Hill is 6.5 and wide receiver four. Now, of course, cup coming off that, you know, record breaking 2021 still came out very hot last year, despite Stafford just sucking. Um, Unfortunately, injury got him. Now, Tyreek was awesome last year, despite the move from Kansas City to Miami, which everybody was sort of skeptical about. We Obviously so. He's vowed to become the first receiver to break 2,000 yards. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> regardless, though, like, which one of these, you know, you're, you're up, let's say, what, fifth, sixth, seventh pick. Both are on the board. Who are you taking, Pat? I'm taking Cup, and uh, you know he's third on my board, and Hill is fourth. And you know, no denying what Hill did last year was impressive, leaving Patrick Mahomes and having arguably his best season to date. But um, you know, Cup has basically like you know averaging double digit targets, averaging about eight catches a game. 
Um, he's just a, a reception machine. So especially if it's it's PPR or half point PPR, like you're going to get rewarded for just the sheer volume of catches he gets you. And um, like I, I feel pretty good about his ability to produce, even if like Stafford had some sort of other arm injury or something mm-hmm. happened to him. I don't know what happens to Tyreek Hill if Tua has concussion issues. Like, I don't know what that looks like. I feel pretty good that, you know, maybe Cup isn't going to hit 13 or 1400 yards, but I think he's still getting you probably, you know, 95, 1100 with a backup quarterback. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe and because so, they have nobody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that's kind of it. I mean, there's no target competition, whereas Hill's got Waddle. But, yeah. um, you know, I'm not especially concerned about that for Hill. Like, that's not what's warding me off him. It's it's more of an attraction to Cup and just the sheer volume of passes he catches and has been catching for the Rams. 100%. Uh, Garrett, uh, any, anything else to add to that? Or Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Cup as well. If you told me that you were going to go Tyreek Hill, I wouldn't argue with you. I mean, they're both fantastic choices, especially. I mean, they're both first-round picks. You, it's hard to go wrong. But, um, you know, before he got injured last year, Cup was still the wide receiver one in points per game. Right. Um, and... Uh, it was, I think it was by like a point and a half or something like that over Justin Jefferson. Uh, and I think nearly two points over Tyreek. So, I mean, it was, it was still a mm-hmm. massive value on, on Cup's part. And yeah, little target competition, wh- whereas Hill has Waddle, uh, like Pat was saying. And yeah, I'm going, I'm going Cup again this year. Yeah. It's funny, Pat. I've actually got, I actually have Cup over chase in my rankings um i am I'm, I'm that back in on, on cup i've got jj just you know at number locked in at number one i just think you know that's that's a clear number one runaway at this point um but would anybody be surprised if cup finished number one again absolutely not i mean this guy even though he's a little bit older just keeps don't keeps on ticking it's it's crazy yeah. so well and i think that's the thing you know pat nailed it on the head the volume is there with so many catches in in a PPR and half PPR leagues. I mean, as yardage, even if his yardage is down, he's still going to carry you because of that volume. Yeah, in, in PPR leagues, oh, oh baby, <laughs> yes, it's, it's crazy. And then you throw in leagues like the Scott Fisher, you know, Warrior Bowl, where you have first downs added in. It's like, oh, oh yeah, okay. well, yeah. I was. I'll just keep those in too. To get Cup in the middle of the second <laughs> round in my Scott Fishbowl league, like Hill and Diggs went both ahead like, of him, and I was like, holding the camera, like, why, why are <laughs> you people doing this? That kept happening at all the mocks I was doing too, which was crazy. But anyway, let's not let's not ramble. Let's uh, let's yes. let's move it along. Yeah, all right, we'll jump into the next one here. We've got uh, uh, another Garrett joining us, Mister Garrett Wilson, um, and. Uh, He's kind of the the new young hot toy for uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. And we're talking about his old toy, uh, Devontae Adams, who he kind of kicked to the curb like uh, Toy Story 3. Devontae's coming in. fair, Adam's left first. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, 
Adams is is a wide receiver eight ADP is sixteen two. Uh, Garrett Wilson's at uh, twenty and two two spots behind him at wide receiver ten. So, I mean, both of these guys are going to have new quarterbacks this year, though, as I was kind of alluding to. Um, but which which receiver are you trusting more to flourish with their new quarterback this year? Uh, Garrett, we'll start with you. Uh, this is the one that I think I spent like the most time just kind of debating over because uh, it's so close. But I think in the end, I'm going to have to go with Garrett Wilson, uh, which is a dangerous thing to say when you're betting against Devontae Adams. Uh, just because yeah. it gives absolute freak. But the main deciding factor is my trust in Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he had a down year in 2022. Like it was, it was, it was bad uh, compared to his historical performance. But he's one year removed from back to back MVPs and he's got his offensive coordinator playing or working with him in New York, who was his OC when he had those MVP years with Devontae Adams. He also did not have a top tier receiver. Yes, Christian Watson did fine at the end of the year, but <laughs> he <Yes. laughs> um he caught a lot of touchdowns. Uh but he didn't have that alpha receiver. Uh, and it's it's unfair to expect someone like a Christian Watson or even an Alan Lazard, both guys I like, um, to step into that Devontae Adams role. So uh, ultimately, I think that it was just it was a combination of factors that led to a down year for Rodgers. And I think that this year having a guy like Garrett Wilson will be good for him and hence be good for Garrett Wilson and kind of vault him up into the top tier of fantasy wide receivers. All right, Pat, what do you think? Um, like Garrett, Garrett Ball, that is. Uh, I've got this one really close. I've got Garrett Wilson one spot ahead of Devontae in my rankings, and I've been second guessing this a lot. And, you know, I'm a Packers fan, and I think Devontae is absolutely awesome. But we're going to find out for the first time if he's quarterback sensitive. I mean, he, yeah. he played the first, what, seven, eight years of his career with Aaron Rodgers, then is reunited with his college quarterback from Fresno State, Derek Carr. So he goes from like having a walk-in Hall of Famers as quarterback to having a very comfortable uh, yeah. quarterback situation with Derek Carr. And now he's going to be playing with Jimmy Garoppolo who, uh, you we know, hope. isn't exactly, we hope, right. He's got the foot thing, Joe. So like, we don't know. And if it's not him, it's like Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer, a rookie or a, a guy who's like 57 or something. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of horrifying. And like Adams has expressed displeasure about the direction of the offense. I mean, it feels like Josh McDaniels was barely warding off a mutiny late last year, and I, I would not be surprised if we saw the mutiny come to fruition this year. So I just feel like the Raiders situation could be a total shit show this year. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, um, yeah. and it's I, it's not. Go ahead. No, I was say, I still have Adams ranked ahead of Wilson. I don't like it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. It, it's it's one of those like. The projections say it's going to happen. Your gut tells you it should happen, but then you're like, 
but is it like you look at it a little more and you're like when you look at it's not a huge adp difference but like i'm probably like if i'm on that like you know if i'm in that range i'm probably passing on adams and going in a different direction will i reach for a garrett wilson where adams is going probably not um i'm probably drafting differently so i don't have that decision you know what i mean like because if you look at where Adams is going, it's like what within the first four picks of the second round right? on a twelve-team league. So I'm probably grabbing like a top end, top end running back left on the board, so I don't have to make the decision on Adams or Wilson coming back, uh, or you know Adams or Lamb or whoever. Like, or if it does come down to that, I might just say screw it and just take Lamb instead or Diggs or whoever. Like, I don't like the Raiders. I never have liked McDaniel's as a head coach, offensive coordinator. Fine. Head coach, no. He's terrible at it. And his players don't like him, it feels like, as you're alluding to. Like, it's just weird. Um, Wilson has that potential, though, to jump into, like, the top five with a Rodgers. Adams has the potential of busting a little bit, and that's where I'm just off of it. So I I feel you. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm generally drafting around Adams, although I did get him at uh, 208 in a 14-team FSGA draft earlier yeah. this week, which I that price I just like I couldn't resist. And Wilson yeah, was uh, he hard. was he was like the wide receiver 11, I think, at that point. Whoa. And um, yeah, you know, not like I have some concerns about Wilson too. Like the Jets off the, yeah. or, the Jets defense is so good. I don't think they're going to be involved in many shootouts this year. I don't think Rodgers that's true. I mean, be, you have to worry about workload. Yeah, he's probably not going to be top 10 in pass attempts. And, you know, Rodgers being reunited with Nathaniel Hackett, when they were together in Green Bay, that offense always ran at a glacial pace because Rodgers does this thing where he, you know, comes to the line, surveys the defense, tries to get him to jump off sides. Yeah, like the snap is always coming to Rodgers with one or zero seconds on the play clock. The the one thing I will say about Adams is you do know he is going to get absolutely peppered with the ball like yeah I, I know they've got some other get they, they brought in Myers they still got Renfro although those two sort of like are the same at this point um you know they've got some guys but like Adams is it really like, it's still going to be Jacobs and Adams so like you know Adams's volume is going to be there and Garoppolo if anybody he just likes to go to one guy <laughs> so uh but let's move on here to the next the next uh pairing here we've got Amon Ross a Brown at 18.9 Wide receiver nine, Chris Olave at 29.6. So a little bit of a difference here for the first time. Wide receiver 13. So both young up and coming guys here. Both have been, you know, productive the first season or two. Olave now, though, is having to deal with a new quarterback under center. I don't know. You can argue whether it's better or not. <laughs> um, but is that. Is him dealing with a new quarterback and maybe Michael Thomas being healthy the whole year worth a round difference in ADP? Pat, you can start. I like Amon Ra more. We know he's going to get peppered with targets, um, you know, especially early in the season before Jamison Williams serves his suspension. Um, And like, I like Olave a lot too. I think he's going to be a star. And I kind of do think. Derek Carr is going to be good for him. I think Carr averaged like a yard and a half more on his average depth of throw last year than Andy Dalton did. And Olave is a deep, you know, he's a home run threat with his speed. And 
he's already one of the better route runners in the game. Um, but yeah, I got to go with Amon Ross St. Brown here. I think there's going to be heavier target volume and, um, you know, maybe a little less competition targets early in the season, but, uh, it just like, he's such a good possession slot guy. Um, you know, I just, uh, the reception total is going to be big. I'm, I'm confident in that with him. He's kind of established that. Yeah. Uh, Garrett, anything else? Uh, I'm actually going to Lape on this one. Yeah. Um, so, and, and yeah, it's nothing against St. Brown. Uh, it's more just how enamored I am with Olave. So his, uh, I looked a little bit into his stats and like efficiency and whatnot. So like his yards per route run last year was 2.56, which was the exact same as Amon Ross St. Brown. But the difference for me was Olave is a rookie putting up those numbers Amon Ra, he did have a little bit more target competition in his rookie season because tj hawkinson was still there uh but his yards per route run was about one was a 1.89 um just as a as a comparison so the fact that olave coming into uh new orleans as a rookie being thrust in as the top target after Michael Thomas left. So like he's kind of the focus of the defense there because Alvin Kamara is kind of taking a step back. Um, so th- just putting up that kind of production as a rookie and, and being efficient about it, uh, I, I feel like we're in for a big Olave year. Gosh, my, I can't, I can't talk. Um, <laughs> Not you, man. We're in for a big year for Olave uh, this season. And I think he's, yeah, I'm, I'm for a while, oh, like a the whole Garrett Wilson Olave debate. Um, I was very much on like the Wilson side, especially for Dynasty, just because I'm like, okay, he won the rookie of the year. It was quite flashy, like all the hype was behind him. But then you start looking at it, and it's like Olave was pretty daggone good. In a lot of cases, he was actually better than Garrett Wilson. And in, in, in some of these I mean, stats. you want to go a little step further, so, yards per reception, Olave was 14 and a half almost to yeah. just under 11. So, yeah, yeah I mean, there's I, a lot to like. Look, I, I like both of these two, and I'll be honest. Like, I, I've been doing a bunch of mocks recently and uh, for some, for some, an article series that we're having to come out. And, these two keep coming up in the same territory of the draft. And, you know, I've had a couple of strategies where I'm, I'm leaning to like heavy re- receiver early on. And I've been thankful to get both. Uh, but it, it's to me, it's a lot closer than this ADP says. Um, I'm actually shocked at the ADP separation here for, for this. Um, but AJ, you, you want to close out here and then move on? Yeah, for me, uh, I, I same same thing that everybody's been saying. I mean, I do like both of these guys. Um, I especially like uh, St. Brown until Williams gets back. I think that's going to be kind of a, a defining moment for him, whether he continues to be able to ball out, um, which I think he can. But I definitely like Williams coming back into that offense. I think it's going to be a... Uh, definitely a high-powered, high-passing volume offense. Um, so I think both guys are going to be able to to flourish there, but it's going to eat into St. Brown's targets. I mean, any way you look at it, it's just it's going to happen. 
Um, I'm not really worried with that uh, for for Olave. Thomas, yeah, he's had the best statistical season of a wide receiver pretty much. So I get that, but that was also with Drew Brees, uh, who is not there. David Carr is you know, maybe a figment of Drew Brees' arm uh, at best. So another guy that likes to hyper target one dude. So if he likes Olave more than Michael Thomas, then Olave is in good, good shape. So, yeah. So I, I mean, I think the saints have some work to do uh, to build around and, and get more going with the, the talented guys they have, but Olave is the, the clear cut go to. So I'm, I'm favoring him on this one. But uh, the next uh, the next two guys we got here is uh, a number one and a uh, quasi number one ish one a maybe two. So Keenan Allen clearly the bona fide number one with the Chargers there and has been for years. Um, and T Higgins is the other guy I'm looking at. So Allen's going down at ADP thirty nine and a half at wide receiver seventeen. Meanwhile. T. Higgins is ahead of him at wide receiver 12 and ADP at 27.9. So almost a full round earlier. But again, you're you're paying that higher price for a clear-cut number two who can play as a number one if necessary. Uh, so which which guy are you willing to go out on a limb here for you know the full number one or the part-time number one? Pat, you know, we'll start with you. Higgins, slight preference for Higgins. Um, similar in some ways. I mean, these guys aren't the same type of receiver by any stretch, but, um, you know, both guys in good offenses with good quarterbacks and a lot of target competition on their teams. Yeah. I guess what concerns me about Keenan Allen is that throughout his career, he has not been a big play guy and he's not been a prolific touchdown scorer, like consistently. He needs volume to pop. Mm -hmm. And although, like, I don't know, early in his career, we thought maybe he was going to be injury prone. I don't think, you know, last year's missed time notwithstanding, I I still don't think we can necessarily label him injury prone. But when you play that type of game where you don't score touchdowns and don't make a lot of big plays, you need volume to pop. And volume means a lot of catches, and a lot of catches means more hits and more chances to get injured. I mean, that's just the fact. The the more you touch the ball, the greater the injury probability. And, uh, you know, he really needs to roll up that volume to pop, and the volume means an injury risk. So whereas Higgins, I think, you know, can make – he does have the big play potential – I, I think there is like maybe a 10 touchdown season in, in his range of possibilities. And if anything happened to Jamar chase, I mean, like he is a guy who oh, yeah. could absolutely carry you for a long stretch. Yeah, yeah definitely. Garrett, which, uh, which guy are you leaning towards here? Uh, for me, uh, I'm once again, deferring from Pat here. I'm going uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, it's a little bit of an ADP thing, just a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is a number one in his offense, whereas Higgins is a one B ish. My thing is, um, 
I don't know. Like, I know a lot of targets are coming Allen's way. And, um, sorry, I got discombobulated there for a second. My mind froze. Um, a lot of targets coming Allen's way. And I think that Justin Herbert's going to have a back, uh, bounce back year. He dealt with a lot of injuries last year to both himself and his wide receivers. So, uh, what, what was it? Uh, broken ribs in week, was it three or four? Oh yeah. Yeah. So he got crushed. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he played so yeah. like right away, which is amazing. Yeah, played through it. And then, you know, both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams got hurt. So they were relying on Josh Palmer. Like you can't move an offense with Josh Palmer, even as good as Austin Eckler is. Um, but yeah, I think with a bounce back year from Allen or uh, from from Herbert, uh, I think Allen's going to have a big year. I mean, even when when he came back from weeks eleven through eighteen, he was the wide receiver four overall. Stole my thunder. There you go. Though. <laughs> Glad somebody said it at least. That's good. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, uh, no shade towards T Higgins there. Uh, I've got him on a couple dynasty squads, and I'm super happy I've got him. But um. Yeah, it's just it's a slight bit of an ADP thing. I can get a get a number one wide receiver uh, for cheaper, uh, whereas Higgins has to deal with Jamar Chase, even though he's got you know fantastic quarterback play with Joe Burrow. Yeah, I think for me, looking at these two, <clears throat> I, I'm definitely going Higgins as well. Uh, and it's kind of the underlying stat to me is is like just something as simple as broken tackles. Um. I, I just feel like he's stronger than Allen. You know, last year, 2021 uh, and 2020, you know, Allen was looking at a total of four broken tackles, one, one, and two back in 2020. Um, you know, Higgins has only two last year, four the year before, five the year before that. So that's it's minimal but it's something that's going to get him more yardage, more points in fantasy. Um, and then also looking at the, the yards before the catch uh, per reception and his yards after the catch per reception. So after the catch is pretty similar between the two. Um, you know, Allen was, was up at a four last year and, and a 3.2 the year before, um, and then back up at a 4.4 for yards after the catch compared to Higgins, who was at 3.9, 3.9, 4.6. But Higgins was getting a lot more yardage before the catch. So, again, it just feeds into a higher yardage total, um, more first downs if you're in those types of leagues. Uh, you know, he was he was up at 10 and, and over 10 in 22 and 21, compared to Allen, who was sitting in like the sevens, seven and a half, and he was all the way down at 5.6 in 2020. So I just like what what I'm seeing out of Higgins. It's a high-powered offense. Both of them are high-powered offenses, yeah. but I just think since he is more pass-dependent than L.A. So that's my uh, my thought on it. Joe, anything? Are you yeah. ready to move on? So I, I'm on the Allen train uh, only because, like, look, he – he caught as many passes last year as Higgins saw targets, and in like the past like five years. So, like, uh, I know we're talking about like he's not he doesn't catch as many touchdowns, but you also look at the number of touchdowns that Higgins has. 
he doesn't catch more touchdowns than Allen either. Like, and with the new offensive coordinator over there, I think this offense is going to be more efficient. And so the fact that this ADP gap is here, I want Allen like more than Higgins. I have Higgins higher in my rankings, but with the ADP gap, I want Allen. Um, I, I'd rather pick another guy, maybe a running back there or another receiver, come back around and also get Allen and just reap the benefits of the the value you can get there. So moving on here, though. So we've got a quad box here, if we want to call it that. So uh, we're pulling a little uh, NFL red zone action here. Uh, quad box, right? Terry McLaurin, 48.6 overall, wide receiver 21. DJ Moore, 53.7, wide receiver 22. Christian Watson, 55 overall, wide receiver 24. And Jerry Judy, 55.9, wide receiver 25. There is a reason why I lumped all four of these players together. You have no idea how many questions I've had. AJ is one of them. Michael Plant is one of them. Our producer in the background. I am one of them. Scott Fish came up and it was like, holy hell. Like these four always happen to land on the board at the exact same time. And everybody's going, which one do I want? It feels like nobody wants any of them. <laughs> That's why they asked that question. But we got to, if you have to pick one, right? They're all talented for their own reasons. Terry McLaurin, is, you know, we've seen his, we've seen what he can do over the years. He hasn't had the greatest quarterback play, right? DJ Moore. <clears throat> I'm going to say this in the article that's coming out in, in next week. Dare I say quarterback proof? I hate saying that, but he's sort of been that in his, in his career. Right? Christian Watson had a couple amazing games. Everybody loves the upside, the speed. But what about Jordan Love? We don't know. Jerry Judy loved him coming out of college, kind of flopped a little bit early, showed a little life last year, even with a terrible Russell Wilson. Um, but now Sean Payton is there. So do we think he's the guy? What do you think here, Garrett? I'm going to let you go first this time. Uh, so I'm going to go with Terry McLaurin here. Um, uh, I think he's another one of those guys that's maybe not quite to the extent of more where he's quarterback proof, but he's produced with anyone and everyone who's throwing him the ball. Um, I, I'm pretty high on the Washington offense this year, mostly because I absolutely love Sam Howell. Uh, I think that I, I, I'm you, not you exactly sound like sure. you might be from the area where Sal, how might be coming from Wait. anybody else? Anybody else agree with me? Hey. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm a Duke fan talking about a UNC guy. Okay. So all right. So, all right I'll give you that. <laughs> um, but, but no, like um, I thought he was a lot better than the NFL draft and the NFL gave him credit for. Um, a lot of people are clowning on him for having a quote unquote down year uh, in his junior season, but he lost all of his offensive weapons to the NFL. Javante Williams, Davy Brown. Uh, I'm missing another one. Um, either way, he, uh, M Michael Carter's another one. He lost all of those guys to the NFL in like one season. He was left with Josh Downs. What he lost in passing production he made up for in rushing and i'm sorry i'm making this into a sam howell segment um 
all that to say, he didn't like like there was no loss in offensive production. It was just changed. Um, so I don't know exactly why he fell so far in the draft. I like him better than Pickett, but uh, I. I think that he's better than people are giving him credit for, and I'm expecting big things from him this year. So I'm going with Terry McLaurin here, um, and the and the Washington offense. I think that you know they've got a good offensive ecosystem. Eric Bieniemy's there, um, and yeah, I, I think they're in for uh, a decent year, uh, especially after dealing with Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz train last year. All right, Pat. Who do you pick out of these four, you know, with, you know, first of all, uh, Joe, can I just push back on the idea that uh, DJ Moore is quarterback proof? I mean, he was able to produce with (laughs) Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater and Kyle Allen, but his productivity could not survive Baker Mayfield early last year. And it took the reinsertion of Sam Darnold to like pull him out of a season long. Exactly. So, um, but this grouping was really interesting and, and you guys really made me second guess my rankings, <laughs> rankings I know, by I putting these four together. Like, I mean, I've, I I've got able. these, yeah, I've got these four grouped from wide receiver 19 to wide receiver 26. So they're all in a pretty tight bunch. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, the guy I've got highest, Christian Watson, is the guy who has probably provided us with the least amount of evidence that he's a good receiver. Right. And and maybe that's kind of an issue. But I, I just can't get over the fact that he scored eight touchdowns in a four game stretch. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you have to be a really good player to do that. And and like plus the the freak, you know, Randy Moss size speed combination is is pretty nice too. So like I know it's kind of like maybe it's wish casting with this guy. And and true, we don't know whether Jordan Love is going to be good. I'm a Packers fan. I have no idea whether Jordan Love can play. Ooh. Was the two touchdown game or the three touchdown game the one with Jordan Love? Uh, did he have three against Philly? So he, he had, had three against the, Dallas and two against Tennessee. I think he only had two against Philly. He had one he against had, Philly. Was that the Philly game? Was either way? I, I know. I know. Whatever game he played against with Jordan Love, it was like holy crap. Okay. Philly, I think when when Love was came in in relief. I, yeah. yeah. I can confirm it was Philly. All right. So I, yeah. I don't know why I was thinking it was more maybe just, you know, we're embellishing. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, I caught a fish this big. <laughs> it's like uh Yeah, no, I I'm I'm with you, Pat, man. Like I I I did take in so in Scott Fish, I I liked that and got Judy, but I also turned around and got Watson. I got both. Um, Watson was like the, he's like the the massive upside play, right? If you're taking him, you are just hoping and praying that last year in that like four game stretch wasn't a complete fluke. Will he repeat that four game stretch ever again? No. But you're just hoping he can at least make it like a, solid season judy you're hoping he can build off of last year and that russell wilson isn't a complete dumpster fire right anymore like you just have to hope that sean payton's going to come in and just rescue things so my answer here though is jerry judy i i I want jerry judy out of all four of these guys because i believe in the coaching staff and i believe in russell wilson you know if he gets a sound-minded coach behind him 
will turn things around and they will be the more consistent productive pairing of the of these four um garrett i'm with you man i'm a big hall fan i don't have no idea why you fell to the fifth round we've we've gone on we've said this on the show many times people can go back and listen but i'm totally with you it totally total robbery <laughs> from the commanders when it came to that draft pick in my opinion so um aj anything before you move on to the next question no i mean i i love all of these guys honestly so that's why it's it's hard for me when they're all sitting there and i'm like oh, yeah uh, which which one did i take this was your pick after the end of the I'm last show right this one uh basically i believe it was yeah <laughs> i believe i forget it was. who you picked was it judy i took judy that's probably my um, fault <laughs> yeah hopefully was right so that's that's what it was but all right all right the next two we got here are uh I guess kind of uh, down and dirty, no good, evil doers at this point. Um, Debo Samuel, <laughs> just because I'll get to it. Just shush, uh, because of all the whining and crying he's done about the NFC Championship game, where San Fran got waxed because the Eagles took out their quarterback and then their backup quarterback and then their initial quarterback again um all he's done is bitch and moan about it so he's on my shit list forever Joe, you better stop him before he goes on an eagles Uh, rant meanwhile he's adp (laughs) 38.1 and wide receiver 16 he goes on the sheet and amari sorry (laughs) amari cooper uh who's joe's nemesis for life um although i drafted him last year yeah yeah also he was like wide receiver 44 in one league so i was like all right fine i'll take him that worked he's, out. He's <laughs> uh, he's just captain inconsistency for the most part. Um, he's going at forty-one-six wide receiver, eighteen. So again, two guys very close together. Um, but both of them have been productive at times, and they've also been not productive. But now they're both kind of facing QB inconsistency issues. Um. <sighs> I mean, we don't know who's going to be QB in San Fran. And Deshaun Watson looks not at all like what we've seen towards the end of last season. So basically, who do you trust more to put up the better numbers this year? And and who do you like at basically this ADP? Uh, Garrett, we'll start with you. Uh, so for me, uh, I'm probably going with... I'll go with Mari Cooper here. Um, I'm not really into Debo this year, uh, just given somewhat the 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 unknown ish of the San Francisco offense. Like we don't exactly know who's going to be quarterback week one. It seems like it's going to be Brock Purdy, but it may be Sam Darnold. And I just I can't get into Sam Darnold. I don't I I can't do it. Um, but um you're up the Trey Lance. Uh you, you don't I, you don't, you don't think lo- he has I a chance? Love, I would love to see him get a chance because I think he deserves one. Uh I don't think that the two games or whatever that he got to to start in total like should define his career. I think he should get another chance, but it sounds like it's gonna be pretty. Um so yeah, I mean, and and 
you know, you got George Kittle there, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk decided to break out and end up as the wide receiver 14. I think that is in PPR format. I'm not sure where he finished in half PPR, but, you know, he decided to break out. And with Debo there, I, or, or sorry, with Christian McCaffrey there, I'm not sure if Debo's going to get the same amount of rushing work that he saw that massive year that he had a couple years ago. Um, so I'm just going to go with Cooper uh, a little bit. Uh, he was a little bit cheaper, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Co- Cooper was about okay. uh, yeah. so, four spots, four spots okay. cheaper. So it's not a ton, but but it is a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Cooper's stats did, along with the rest of the Browns' offense, drop when Desha- uh, Deshaun Watson came in. But I think part of that's just due to, I mean, he hadn't played football in like two years, hadn't practiced with the team, so they hadn't time to build up any chemistry. Um, and, you know, I, I think that the Browns are in for a bounce back here. I don't think that what we saw from Watson last year is necessarily going to define the rest of his tenure with the Browns. At least I hope not as a Browns fan. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, I, I'm just I'm going to go with Amari Cooper uh, just as, as Deshaun Watson's pretty much unquestioned number one. Uh, any any differences there? No, I'm with Garen on this one. I'm team Cooper. Um, I think he's really good. I think he could be an alpha receiver for the Browns. And and people just kind of always want to shit on Amari Cooper, like going back to his days with the Raiders when it was like, you know, oh, if, if he's so good, why does Michael Crabtree have as many catches and you know, yards? <laughs> but, um, you know, I, like I do think the guys. me a lot? <laughs> So, and my concern with Debo is that, you know, he's gotten a lot of his value out of the running game lately, and they don't really need him to be a runner now that they've got Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. Like, as long as those guys are healthy, I don't see where Debo gets, like, a lot of extra gravy as a runner. And what you're left with is a guy who's, like, an extreme short area receiver who's got, like, you know, um, I know the the big... 1300 yard receiving year or whatever he had he was used a little more conventionally but like some of these years he's had an average depth of target I mean last year was what under five yards one year it was like 2.2 yards or something and um you know he's great with the ball in his hands and I understand that they want to scheme him these easy touches but he doesn't get like nine or ten targets a game he's just not that kind of guy they have too many other weapons they've got Kittle they've got Ayuk who's like a better traditional downfield receiver yeah. so that's kind of my concern with Debo no totally, yeah, totally, 2020 totally is ADA was 2.2 2.2 yeah. unreal not, not, last not year was good. only 4.3 so uh yeah he's, I he's not just going out. real quick I, I'm, on, I'm on Cooper too everything you guys said is totally right like the, the you know the rushing game being the problem mm-hmm. and and being something that he leaned on to make his production so so high you got to remember that year he, re- he he had 1300 yards receiving Ayuk was in the doghouse for half that year so like he wasn't really like integrated into that offense until a little bit later so um I, I agree Ayuk is a better receiver Debo's a better playmaker and so, you know, the fact that he can be used like a Swiss Army knife kind of makes him a better fantasy player, I guess. But he is super risky, in my opinion. And I am totally off of him this year where he's being drafted. Um, Cooper, not that I love him because consistency is a huge deal for him. I think he can be a little bit more consistent if Watson can 
pull his head out of a you know what and and be a decent quarterback again but let's move over here to the next grouping here and we're going a little bit farther down here we got michael pittman at wide receiver 27 66 overall tyler lockett wide receiver 31 71 and a half overall younger talented receiver in michael pittman um hasn't quite had the quarterback play that we were hoping he would have uh, when he got drafted, I think that, you know, they brought in some guys that we were hoping. Still not sure if you got a good quarterback, right? We're got a fun quarterback. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, Tyler Lockett, older, proven, vet, always been just a solid rock. Gino coming off that big breakout season. Who do you want out of these two, Pat? I want Pittman. Uh, I'm totally sold on his ability and like the, the indie offense cannot possibly be worse than it was last year. And the thing is with Lockett like that, he's been super consistent, but that consistency is really going to be challenged now that it's kind of a, a three receiver situation with yeah. Lockett, Metcalf and Jackson Smith well, and Jigba. Charbonnet too. And Charbonnet. Help. Exactly. And, um, you know, by the way, as good as Gino was for most of last season, and he was like a, a serious MVP candidate, like 10 or 11 weeks into this season, he, he kind of sucked down the stretch last year. Like he really kind of sucked. And that, that scares me a little bit. Like his passer rating over the last five or six weeks was like 62 something. Like he was not good down the stretch. I feel like, I feel like the carriage was turning into a pumpkin. And I'm a little concerned about that, especially with, you know, now, um, a, a lot of good receivers in Seattle who are going to want targets. And, uh, you know, like, I just don't know if they can all be fed. Yeah, it, it's funny. I threw Lockett into this conversation because AJ is bringing up Tyler Lockett in our conversation. And he's like, this guy's on the board. This guy's on the board. And I'm like, no to Tyler Lockett. So I'm totally with you on Pittman. Uh, Garrett, any other thoughts? Uh, I was going to be on Tyler Lockett's side just because he is <laughs> – has always been consistent and undervalued. Way to break until, that one up, Joe. <laughs> until Sorry, Pat jerk. brought up, uh, I did not know about the whole like downfall of Gino the past few or, or the last few weeks of the season. Uh, I will give Lockett credit and, and his due that he has been absolutely consistent and undervalued consistently over the past few years. But um yeah, the Colts offense does scare me a little bit just because we don't know exactly what Anthony Richardson is. I know he's yeah. going to be running a ton, but how good is he as a passer? And can he feed guys like Michael Pittman consistently and get him up to uh, uh, his where he's being drafted? Is he going to be worth that? Uh, I can't remember the exact stat. It was something that uh, J.J. Zacharyson was sharing on one of his. It was almost like a, th I think it was like a third of rookie quarterbacks end up actually producing a top 36 wide receiver uh, for fantasy. Uh, so it, the hit rate's already low yeah. no matter what. It's risky um, for both of these guys, with, I'm not going to lie. So, so yeah, uh, so one is the clear-cut wide receiver one on an offense with a rookie quarterback. The other is more than likely, I think, at least for the – start of the season a two on a team with a veteran quarterback who had a rough stretch to end the season so yeah it's it's highly risky but 
Uh, I think with with what you brought up, Pat, I'm 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 gonna go Pittman here. You changed my mind, so this yeah. is why we have <laughs> debates, guys. So we can change minds and change. Love opinions. it. This, this is, uh, <laughs> the only thing I'll add is that I did bypass going with Lockett and the safe pick, as Joe put it. And I almost could have had him. I think I still could have had him at least two rounds later. I almost had him again three rounds later. He was still just <laughs> sitting there. I'm like, <laughs> like, come on, really? Like that was the point where I was like, this is why I didn't take him three rounds ago. Yes. And I think I, you took Christian Watson instead. I did. I did. Told you to go upside. Hopefully it works. Anyway. Um, oh, nice. we do have a question real quick before we jump oh, on. Yeah, I um, I, I don't awesome. really know how to answer this one. Sorry, RS Jermon. Any strategies you gentlemen would like to share for Superflex League this year? I mean, this is super open ended, so I'm just gonna say it's obviously quarterback heavy, but besides that, I would say be mindful of like the values of the other positions that drop that unexpectedly, like you're going to see some guys drop and be like, and you're going to have to make that hard decision. Do I take the quarterback who may not be that great? Or do I, you know, take this like Tyreek Hill type guy at the end of the second round, possibly you're going to have to weigh that decision heavily. You're going to have to know who your league mates are and how they draft. That's, that's the thing. Like, I've been enough like Scott fish is one of the only super leagues I'm in. And I kind of at this point know how it's drafted and how the majority of people go. So I know I can sort of wait on that second quarterback sometimes and luck out with a, a good second one hasn't always worked, but more often than not, it has. I know some super flex leagues and I got burned in warrior bowl last year hard. Cause I tried to do that same strategy and I got stuck with a, terrible second quarterback because they all went in the first three rounds and I was toast. So you're going to have to just know your league mates really and how they like to draft. Yeah. And, and, you know, to piggyback on that word of the, the show for this season Frank. so far. <laughs> yes. Um, it, you know, joke, Warrior Bowl sorry. this year, the same thing kind of happened where I had a choice to make for a third quarterback because there was like the four or five last remaining guys that I was would have been okay having, uh, you know, and I got burned because as it, I took actually Zach Charbonnet and figured he wasn't going to make it back to me. I needed another running back and I got stuck with Garoppolo who has the same bye week as Kirk Cousins. So Ouch. that's going to be fun. Um, but it's, it, Watch it that waiver wire. Do you guys have anything to add, Pat or Garrett? I'll say, I mean, I think you should generally get one in the first two rounds. Yeah. And then I, I don't think you necessarily need to be pressured into getting like, you know, taking one, two right off the top because you're going to miss out on some top guys at other positions. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I do think you need to be a little more aggressive about drafting quarterback if you're on either end. If you're picking yeah. like 101 or 112, because yeah. there's so many guys who peel off between picks for you that you're going to see massive quarterbacks. It's it's kind of a bad game of chicken there. And I have lost that game of chicken sitting on the end of a super flex draft before, like at 112. 
And, you know, waiting too long. And by the time it gets back to you, it's like Baker Mayfield is the, the best guy left on the board. And, That's you know, how yeah. I got burned so bad in Warrior Bowl last year. I got absolutely destroyed. I waited and was like, it, it's, it went, and I was like, it's painful to uh, watch. That just happened. <laughs> uh, Garrett, any, anything else? Uh, no, I think um, I'll let the uh, the experts have it on this one. <laughs> All right, no, good stuff. All right, AJ, let's, let's do our guys. last question and then jump into this rapid fire. All right, so the last uh, two that we have here are Kadarius Tony. He is sitting at 87, uh, ADP, almost 88, uh, wide receiver 40 versus Gabe Davis, um, ADP at 97 and wide receiver 43. So about 10 spots behind. Um, you know, Davis broke out a little bit in 2021, but then he kind of had a down year last year. Still has an amazing quarterback in Josh Allen. Tony, typically his issue is that he just can't stay on the field. Um, also has an amazing quarterback, uh, and he's being touted as this guy to replace Tyreek Hill. Um, he's got time to actually learn the offense now. Uh, and he gets a whole off season with Mahomes, um, and F him for burning the Eagles in the Super Bowl. But that punt was terrible. I will stand by that. Garrett, which one of these two do you like better? This is going to pain you, AJ. I'm sorry, but I'm going Tony. Uh, I'm just, I'm not really feeling it with Gabe Davis. You know, we had the whole build up last year, the whole, I mean, the whole entire offseason, like one of the, the darlings of the offseason last year were Damian Pierce and Gabe Davis. Uh, and I'm sure I'm missing a few names, but those were two that were absolutely massive names in that, in that space. So he did not have, in fact, the massive season that we were, or some were hoping that Davis would have. And added to Tony, to be honest with you, but I kind of feel like I know what Davis is now. He's a deep threat, kind of Deshaun Jackson-ish type of play where like he will have those big weeks and then disappear in other weeks. Um, I don't think you're going to get any kind of consistency from him. Meanwhile, and also Stefan Diggs is there. He's the unquestioned number one. So you're getting Davis is maybe the number two target. He might even end up falling behind guys like Adalton Kincaid later on. I'm not saying that he's going to do that off the bat, but, you know, potentially later on. Meanwhile, Tony. Love scampers. <laughs> he, Sorry, good. Friend of the show. He's definitely not going to be uh, the number one target with Kelsey there, but he could be the number one wide receiver. Uh, he's getting a lot of hype uh, from the Chiefs staff and players and Patrick Mahomes himself has said that, you know, he believes that Tony could be one of the best receivers in the NFL, uh, whether or not that's just teammates hyping up other teammates. That's completely plausible. That never but, happens in the off season. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, but we've seen Tony and, and, and some of his flashes and just athletic ability when he's given space. And that's just something that Kansas city is great at doing is giving their playmakers space to work. Tyreek Kelsey, you know, when they were the dynamic duo, they had just their mm -hmm. room to work and run. And if they can do something similar with Tony, 
he could be a massive value in, in fantasy drafts this year. Yep. Pat, what about you? I've got Tony ranked two spots higher. And I do right. think Davis could be a nice sort of post-hype value. Um, I think a lot of people had – there was a lot of zeal for uh, Davis last year. And and then, like, it didn't pan out, but part of it, didn't he have, like, a high ankle sprain? I think that kind of put a, a dent yes, in his – Yeah, he did, yeah, he did get injured to slow him up. But, yeah, it's still, like – it's funny because everybody wants to say he was such a bust, and, and and I I I did write the question. I say he broke out in 2021. They broke out in people's minds. Like let's be real. You look at his 2021 stats. It was like four games, and then that massive playoff game. Right last year, he was actually way better. He was he finishes wide receiver 22 overall, um, or in half PPR was wide receiver wide receiver 28. Anyway, um, so he was better last year. So he didn't technically break out in 2021 he technically broke out in 2022 if you consider his career path but it didn't feel like it because he was being drafted way higher than higher than that so yeah anyway so right it felt like a disappointing season um yep. here's here's what i can't the the stat i just like can't get over with tony is um in his brief career so far in regular season games and and they're this is too small a sample size because he's been hurt so freaking much. But um, he has drawn a target on 17.3% of all his snaps. Not routes Ooh. run, snaps. That includes running plays. Just for sake of comparison, Justin Jefferson was the NFL target last target leader last year. Drew a target on 17.1% of his snaps. Like Tony draws targets. Yeah. He gets open. He's this freaky springy explosive athlete and man i know like we are sailing into some serious headwinds as far as the injury thing goes i mean the guy like he's injured like every body part in his brief time <laughs> in the league and he got covid twice in one year twice so um man like i'm i'm definitely concerned about the injury risk but if he can stay healthy in a uh patrick mahomes triggered Andy Reid designed right. offense uh, and, and with that kind of target chair, like I know he's not going to be a 90% snap guy. They're probably going to like limit his not. snaps and be like a 70%, 75% guy tops. But man, with that sort of a target rate, that could still be like a hundred plus targets. And uh, you know, like, man, I, I just pray for good health for this guy. Cause it'd be, it would be so fun to watch what yeah. he could do. Yeah. So, just to preface everything I'm about to say, Tony's my breakout player of the year. By a large margin for everything you just said, Pat. Um, and no, there's no other stats to be needed. You said everything, and Gary, you did too. Is anybody else watching the quarterback episode, the series on Netflix? Mike, our producer, told me to watch it, and I was skeptical, and I was like, holy, all right, fine, whatever. It's sports. I'll watch it. It's phenomenal. I had no idea the the Chiefs let the offense and Pat Mahomes like design plays on like Wednesdays. They're just like, ah, oh, have fun. The fact that they're going to be able to design all these crazy plays and Mahomes, even in this series, already started designing plays for Tony was like, holy hell, this is going to be nuts. <laughs> They're going to do some crazy stuff with him because he can be the next Tyreek Hill. I, I totally believe that. 
this health. And that's why his stock has dropped in drafts, and, and rightfully so. But I'm going to take a chance on him at every possible every possible time I can at, at this point, if not slightly earlier. It's a low buy-in, too. Uh, absolutely. Like, you know, you how many times do we miss on players at wide receiver 40 in, in the 8th, ninth, 10th round? And whatever. Tony's got the upside at that point of somebody who could be a top three pick, top th- three round pick. And you don't find a lot of guys like that at this point. Um, but anyway, AJ, sorry, I'm just going to skip you and we're just going to move into rapid fire if you don't mind. Um, unless you like wave your hands really right. fast and Good. really have something to say, but rapid I'm talking, fire. I'm talking to scampers. I know you are. I, I see you talking on YouTube. <laughs> Um, you and scapers, you're yelling at scapers for for snaking you in that in that war. It was pretty funny. That is hilarious. I'm I'm glad he chimed uh, in then. Um, so rapid fire, guys. So so um, not a not a lot of analysis here needed, if any. Um, uh, so rapid fire. Would you rather have Stefan Diggs at 11.9 wide receiver five or CD Lamb at 13.4 wide receiver seven? Both, you know, very solid receivers. Both QBs are very very good. You know, I know Allen better than Dak, but, you know, still alpha dogs here. So who would you rather have, Garrett? Lamb. That? Lamb. Great season last year. Best season still ahead, though. All right. AJ? I, I think I would like to go with Lamb as well. He's got a better number, too and a not better quarterback, but he's he's the comfort zone. And Schultz, who was uh, you know, comfort zone one A, is no longer there. So I definitely think C D is gonna have an awesome year this year, which sucks because I hate the Cowboys. Of course. <laughs> Me too. Um I swear it's not because I don't like Dallas. But I'm going digs. I still, I still think I want Diggs. It's only a couple, couple spots earlier. I'm, I'm taking Diggs over Lamb. Yeah. Uh, AJ. All right. It. So the next, uh, next setup we have here. Speaking of my Eagles, is Jalen Waddle at uh, wide receiver eleven, ADP at twenty, and Devonta Smith ADP all the way down at thirty-two, and wide receiver fourteen. Pat. Sorry, AJ. I'm going Waddle. I, I don't. Even disagree. even with the ADP difference. Um, oh, we're talking at. at I mean, if, yeah. I mean, it's kind yeah. of at cost, so it's like the bait. Like oh, you I can factor even, everything I totally, in. I totally botched this question. First of all, gotcha. The initial gotcha. question you was: Who does cool to work for? I was like you asked this phenomenal question here on the the, the sheet, and you didn't do it. So destructive. Scampers is all your fault, by the way. Just on it. <laughs> Like 25 minutes. Yeah, cost, really tough call. Still going to go Waddle. All right. Going to be stubborn. Garrett. Yeah, yeah I think I'm going. I'm going same. I'm going Waddle. I agree. It's close. Waddle. It's Waddle, super close, um, though. I don't think Smith is going to repeat what he did last year. It was. It felt super big play-ish for him. Scabbers, <laughs> you're okay. Just laughing at you, man. And, uh, um, I also swear it's not because I don't like the Eagles. No, I. <laughs> this might be lies. Honestly, I of these two, I think I do like Waddle better. 
It hurts to say that, but I, I think I did. <laughs> so. Jamie, that just means you got to come on for the mock draft that you said you couldn't make in like two weeks. So I think I think uh, I think That's you're gonna sure. have to come on for that. Sitting is a whole show, so I think you owe it to us. Just kidding. Um, all right, so next up here, we got a couple of teammates. We don't usually do this, but this one's pretty good. Deontay Johnson, seventy-eight point eight wide receiver, thirty-four. George Pickens, eighty-two point nine wide receiver, thirty-seven. I mean, both of these guys, super, super late ADPs. Johnson didn't score a single touchdown last year, so you got to hope that that continues. But Pickens is the younger player, and you, you got to hope his projection is going up. Um, what do we got here? Garrett, you go first. Uh, I'm going Deontay Johnson. Uh, All right. I, I don't think that he's going to score zero touchdowns again. I think he's in for a bounce back year as far as touchdowns go. And I'm kind of meh on Pickens. He could be good. He could be fine. That. Slam dunk for Deontay. Pickens has not shown that he has the ability to earn targets. Like he's the he's the anti Kadarius Tony. He does not <laughs> earn targets. That's funny. All right. AJ. Uh yeah, I I gotta I gotta go with uh Deontay on this one. He's never fallen to me though, where I was looking at both of them, so I've ended up with Pickens uh, before, but I I just trust Deontay more. Yeah, I'm, I'm on DJ. All right, so close out here with the uh, rapid fire. Right, then we last got a one we got here. So. Basically, just any of the rookies this season. We've got um, you know can't I can't drive fifty five, Mister Addison at ninety three, and a uh, wide receiver thirty nine. Uh, too, got, soon. too soon, not too soon. Because I actually also was in a car that went 140 miles an hour today. I was not driving; I was passenger, and it did not feel like 140 miles an hour. Just, just gonna say that. Uh, JSN and I was not with Addison. Uh, JSN is uh, wide receiver 36. Quentin Johnson, wide receiver 42. Garrett, any of these guys? Uh, I think we're going to Addison. Clear cut number two target in that offense. Adam Thielen saw a you know ran a ton of routes last year, and he I think he just slots right in into Thielen's role. All right, Pat. I'm with Garrett on this one, Addison, and you know the driving thing. Grow up, kid. Um, but you know, like I've <laughs> Hopefully I've already to be worse, right? Right. The, the Henry Rugg situation. Um, yeah, so JSN, I mean, I've already kind of expressed my concerns about the Seattle situation and, and Quentin Johnson. He's Johnston has a lot of target competition too. Um, but Addison, it's a pretty good situation because, you know, Jefferson's going to be getting a lot of defensive attention. Uh, you know, we've seen Adam Thielen have some really nice seasons as the complimentary receiver. I think that's a possibility for Addison too. I could see... I could see 70 catches in year one. Yeah. I, Addison, the number two guy. I I think all, all three of these guys are, are talented. Uh, I, I actually, I, I like Addison more in Dynasty than I do. In Dynasty, though, it's Addison, Johnston, Jason for me. I, I, I think... 
I think that's the way I go. I, I, I just love the, 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 the build and the makeup of Johnson. I just hope he doesn't have that TCU receiver curse. <laughs> uh, AJ, you know that. Uh, yeah. You can far and wide here, but um, miles an hour in the wrong direction, that would be Jalen Rager. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so anyway, got a couple of news and headlines. If you guys don't mind sticking around, just want to get your thoughts on a couple of things here, real quick. We don't have to take a lot of time on this, but Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, and Saquon Barkley, uh, you know, threatening holdout. Does this drop them in your rankings, or is it like you know when they come up, are you taking the next guy off the board? And you know, instead, you know, uh, Pat, you know, you do the rankings. What what are you doing here with them? Barkley is just a no touch for me. Like, I mean, I we haven't seen any explosiveness from him as a pass catcher in a while. Like, he's been really inefficient the last couple of years, and so yeah, this kind of scares me. Like that he's not going to be a guy who's missed a lot of time uh over the last three years and now he's not going to be in camp uh, you know it's it's training camp he's not going to be training that kind of scares me um yeah. so like i i don't want him and, and plus neither of these guys are technically required to sign their franchise tag until like november you know like they they could make it a point like yeah oh, they missed they gotta pull the they, levy on they miss game checks, but like, yeah, if they want to, if they want to prove a point, yeah, um, you know, nine, I, I think it is. I saw how I, that I, worked out for Le'Veon, guys. Don't I know, do man. It. Don't I know. Do it. Don't. I agree. Career but I, So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely concerned. <laughs> yeah, uh, Garrett, I'm just gonna move ahead on this one. Um, next question here: Pacheco and Brees Hall landing on the pup. I think we all knew Brees Hall was very likely to land there even though he might come off you know before the season that's always a, you know a possibility i was david jaco was sort of a surprise i think for a lot of people like i know you know he had the shoulder the shoulder injury he had the surgery i didn't expect pup from him there was a lot of talk that he was like the guy um but do you now just is he like a massive avoid on your draft board pacheco uh, no, not for me. I mean, he was at, uh, he was at training camp today. Uh, and I think the past, did it start yesterday as well? I can't, he's been at training camp one way or the other, uh, I'll, albeit in a non-contact Jersey, but he's been doing drills and whatnot. So he is at least practicing, um, whether or not that means he's available in football. I don't exactly know. It might it drop him down a few spots for me as far as the running back rankings, but like, I'm not doing a full fade on him. All right. Uh, and then last question here. So we've got Leonard Fournette visiting the Patriots, and I'm gonna get both of y'all's opinion on this because I'm I'm super curious as what everybody thinks about this. I'm not really sure. Does as, okay? So a little bit of as of right now, two questions. As of right now, Leonard Fournette's not signed, but there's lots of speculation that he will. Do you move Stevenson down your board knowing that Fournette's a risk? And if he does sign, how far down does Stevenson go? Pat, I'll let you start. Yeah, I mean, I've had Stevenson a little lower than I would otherwise, just based on the the rumors that they were maybe interested in Dalvin Cook. 
and now it's Fournette. Like, clearly, I don't think – really, the only time in the Belichick era they've turned the backfield over to one guy was, like, Corey Dillon. Yeah. And I thought things were sort of trending that way with Stevenson last year, and then, you know, Belichick was really talking him up. But now it, it makes me wonder if they really want to do that. So I'm still interested in Stevenson. I think he can still be a really good player, and, like, he is going to be – the main guy, but like Fournette would definitely put a dent in that workload. So I, I think he's like back end RB one or or high end RB two. Yeah, where do you have him right now? I'm I'm literally like moving him now down a couple spots now that RB RB twelve. I've got I just moved him down to thirteen. So yeah, that's interesting. Uh Garrett, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, I'm with Pat for the most part. Uh I you know I don't think it's gonna be mm-hmm necessarily Leonard Fournette coming into a massive workload, but I do think that it brings down Ramondre a few spots just because even though he may not be the most efficient, he is capable uh, both as a runner and as a pass catcher. So if, you know, if Fournette joins, he is the most talented backup that they have on the roster and can definitely spell or even just take over a drive or two from Ramondre. So that kind of limits his ceiling a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we all know Fournette's not the most productive back right now. He's not super efficient, but that is going to make a big dent over a Pierre Strong <laughs> that was potentially behind Ramondre. Uh, but yeah, he's still going to be he's still going to be talented. I don't know, AJ. You got any thoughts on this before we close out? I yeah. I mean, my big thing is like Pat mentioned. What the hell happened to to Dalvin? I thought he was the one that was going to come in and and ruin Ramondre, and and now it's so, so it's funny because now there's I mean, a lot of talk that, for New England. This this makes absolute sense for New England's. Of course, you know they're going to sign some old dude to, like, to, oh, to save the day. You know, tomorrow uh, so, we're going to hear about Kareem Hunt getting a call, and then well, you know, over the weekend Zeke Elliott. Hey. Come on up to New England, boys. Well, so here's the thing. You, you mentioned those guys. And, and so Pacheco went on the on the pup, right? There's a lot of talk and rumors and you know, people going, Oh, what if Cook going to Kansas City, possibly? Hunt going back to Kansas City. I wouldn't be shocked at all if Kansas City signs one of these dudes. Because let's be real, after Pacheco. I mean, McKinnon, I mean, like, I know he was good last year, but like that receiving touchdown trend that he had is not repeatable. Pat's shaking his head. I think he kind of agrees. I mean, it was like nine touchdowns. Like he had like a crazy number of receiving touchdowns last year. and That's not going to happen again. How much of a nightmare? I want to say that came after uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire's injury too. Yeah, well, it, yeah, but Ceh isn't but any good either. After his not that, year and... I, yeah, I'm I'm not trying to say that he's great or anything, but it's it's still just kind of like his production kind of came after an injury to a back ahead of him. McKinnon was such a nightmare to rank, not just to, uh, obviously for us to rank Joe, but then for people to who had him on their team to decide whether to start. It's like okay, this guy's getting yeah. seven seven. Luckily, one week. of my teams that had him sucked, so I was just like, ah, I'm just gonna throw him in there. Right. I mean, <laughs> and it like, worked out. Barely touching the ball, but scoring a touchdown time. every week. Yeah, I ended yeah. up with a championship because of it, so I'm okay <laughs> with it. I can't. All right, close. guys. Well, I want to thank you all for coming on. Uh, it was a great show. Hope everybody learned a lot, and you can take some of this uh, advice into your drafts. Um, 
Garrett, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you and, and what you got going on uh, this offseason and, and everything else. Uh, well, uh, you can find me on Twitter at GarrettBFF. And, uh, yeah, I'll working on some running back draft strategy articles uh, for Fantasy Six Pack as well as, well, I was going to be writing a uh, Traylon Burks breakout article for why you should draft Traylon Burks, but uh, now that's artic- that's uh, taking a little bit of a Thanks turn with DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins joining. <laughs> so, Turned so, into the uh, going, why do not be... draft? Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. pretty funny. A little, little inside <laughs> joke from, from our Slack but, that nobody else could see, but oh, yeah, yeah. Good, good stuff, man. All right, thanks, thanks, man. Um, and then Pat, roll your stuff out, dude. What's yeah, um, Joe and AJ, thanks for having me. Really appreciate Absolutely. it. Um, people can find me on Twitter at fits underscore ff. Uh, check out my stuff and all the great stuff at fantasypros.com, and uh, check out the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast and the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Podcast. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you all. And uh, we will have to do it again soon. See you. All right, AJ. Um, yeah, man. That was a little bit longer of a show, but I uh, appreciated everything that they had to deep say. Position. And, uh, you, you know, this position is deep. So, yeah, it was pretty warranted. It's kind of like the outfield of baseball, right? We got to go a little bit longer for this one. Warranted as well. But uh, that. That being said, next week we are doing our tight end with Andrew Cooper and Troy King. They are our guests next week, which is going to be phenomenal. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one big time. And then, uh, again, if you have not done it yet, please subscribe to the channel. Please like our video. And... um, and yeah, become an all access member at Fantasy Six Pack, fantasysixpack.net slash plans, F6P NFL for 15% off. And have a good night, everyone. See you. Peace.